0: Welcome to the 1000 Days Sober Podcast. My name is Lee Davy. I'm not an alcoholic. I refuse to be anonymous. I am a father, a son, a lover, a leader, a life coach, and I spend every single moment of my life helping people live a self-led life after alcohol, because there is no point in stopping drinking alcohol if you're going to be a right miserable bastard for the rest of your life. And we're back in podcast land. So, I wanted to take this opportunity to pour some pride on myself, actually. Uh, For those of you that you can see on video, I am holding aloft my book, The Strive Method, Control Alcohol in 30 Days So It Doesn't Control You for the Next 30 Years by Lee Davy. And, you know, I released this book um, self-published in Amazon and on my website uh, quite a while ago now. But when I got the physical copy in my hand, it felt so, I felt so excited. I was so excited and I was so proud of myself because it's not an easy thing to write a book. And there's a bigger book within me, right? There's a bigger book within me. But I'm really proud of this one, right? I'm really proud of this one. I believe that it can make a really big difference in your life in 30 days. Like this, this could be your anchor as you really explore and experiment. Around the possibilities that could be there for you um, as somebody who doesn't drink alcohol. And it goes deeper than that. So it touches upon not only what you can do in those 30 days, but it lets you have some little insights into how I have managed to move more towards living a self led life after alcohol uh, rather than being ego centric. Or being driven by those parts of me, those inner child, wounded, traumatic parts of me that create so much havoc in life, right? That is the key. That is what we're all about as Strive. We want to help you quit alcohol. Yeah, we want to do that. But we also want to help you live a kick-ass life. We all want to help you. Build that rocket and fly to Mars. These are really important things because when I went through this process and stopped drinking alcohol, honestly, I thought that the journey had ended, but it doesn't. It just begins. Okay. So the book is a part of that, right? Like, would I have ever written a book when I was a drinker? No right? But being someone that doesn't drink alcohol allows me the opportunity to get above the line more often, to gain that confidence, to um, reach that point where I feel vulnerable enough and comfortable around my vulnerability to to put my thoughts out into the world for people to shout back at them and say they're a load of nonsense. That's sheer vulnerability right there, folks. So I haven't... Um, created an audible version of the book yet. What I'm going to do is I'm going to read a chapter on this podcast and I am going to talk a little bit about it as well. So for those of you who like to listen, you're going to be able to listen to my book free of charge as I'm going to read it to you. I probably read some of these chapters before as introductions to of a podcast episode. So forgive me if I'm repeating myself, but we're going to give you a clear chapter by chapter breakdown in the indices of whatever podcast player you follow. So in the future, if you want to, you can listen to this whole book um, for free. Uh, At the same time, if you do feel really touched by my work and my work has helped you, then just pop along to Amazon and buy myself a book, even if you just leave it in the local coffee shop. You'll be supporting me and you'll be helping other people as well, okay? So we're going to start at Chapter 1, and Chapter 1 is called Choice. All right, so I'll read this out to you. You didn't come into the world full of the joys of spring. That first cry was not one born from jubilance, no. That first cry was fear as you drew poison into your lungs. So it's little wonder that our first contact with another human being remains with us for the rest of our lives. Children look at mothers and fathers subconsciously, feeling a biological imperative to receive admiration, respect, and love. They are the kings and queens of this cold and frightening world, and you desperately need their love and their attention. You cling to their breasts, you pull on their skirts, and you hold their thumbs as you cross the road, because they are your everything. Consciously and subconsciously, you devour every aspect of their behavior, unknowingly modeling your future adulthood on their every move, even if we despise them. Eventually, we become m- miniature versions of them through no fault of our own. All children experience a paradox of wanting to remain in that creative, carefree aura for life and wishing to belong in the adult world. Imagine its impact on our psyche when we see our parents drinking alcohol like water. Maybe they allow us to try a little while laughing with your uncles, your aunts, your grandparents, all drinking from the same forbidden fruit. At half term, you take your teacher a bottle of wine. It doesn't matter how old you are, your parents and your friends' parents all drank alcohol at your birthday party. Every wedding, funeral, christening you went to, you saw the adults drinking. On Christmas Eve, as you prepare for the most exciting night of the year, you leave a carrot for Rudolph and a can of lager for Santa Claus, waking up excited to see that the man with the big red nose had opened it and drank the lot. Later, as you have Christmas dinner, everyone will have a toast, and in that glass lies the same incredible stuff. If you're religious, you learn that Jesus turned water into wine. In the Sistine Chapel, a fresco depicts Noah in a state of drunken disarray. In the beginning, way before pubs were a thing, there was this guy on an arc, the future of humanity in his hands, and he decided to make some wine and get smashed. In his great book, The Species of Denial, A Treatise on the Human Condition, the evolutionary biologist Jeremy Griffith talked about a process he called resignation. And it goes a little something like this. Children experience the world from a place of pure creativity and unbounded love. The essence of humanity shines through every single one of them. Play, fun, and joy. All there, wrapped up in a little skin suit. But then care comes the teenage years. It's as if you open your bedroom door and stand at the entrance to a grand hallway. At the other end of the door is one to adulthood. And you desperately want to open it, but there's a price to pay. You are facing a Matrix, Blue or Red pill moment. But at this age, you've never seen the movie. You don't even know who Morpheus and Neo are. If you take the red pill, you remain as you are. You continue to express that inner artist, the playful cherubic soul lights up the world, while at the same time, people ostracize you, ridicule you, and shame you for being different. I've been working with Lee Davey for the last three months on my sober journey, and he is truly a coach, master, and thoroughly qualified in um, all areas. Lee is the kind of person that um, never gives up on someone and will work tirelessly to support you to achieve your goals. Um, I would thoroughly, thoroughly recommend him to anyone. If you take the blue pill, you sell your soul to the devil. Your goal changes from belonging to a desperate need to fit in. You don't emanate from the inside out. You function from the outside in. With your light dimmed, your energy source arrives in the form of likes and smiley face emojis. You feel liked. So many of us take the blue pill. We resign, as Griffith puts it. We forget our way. We shun individualism for the desperate need to fit into a tribe, any tribe at all costs. We pick up on the rules of each tribe quickly. And one of these rules is to drink alcohol and lots of it. One of the calamities of humanity is a loss of health to healthy ritualization from childhood to adulthood. Instead, we have pseudo-rituals, and one of them is this insidious cultural drive to drink alcohol. To stand on top of a pub table with one eyeball facing east, the other west, as you pour the elixir of life down your throat, blackening your heart. Alcohol is ubiquitous. Alcohol is a critical part of the shift into adulthood, same as Sex. The truth of the matter is, we've been waiting for this moment from the beginning of time. From the moment we first crawled through the vernix to rest on our mother's breast, we wanted to belong and do what is needed to be accepted as a normal, functioning and respectful part of this crazy thing we call life. Ladies, gentlemen, when it comes to your decision to drink alcohol, I want you to know that you never had a choice. Never. The alcohol industry and the institutions that support it have designed you from birth to be someone that doesn't drink alcohol. And I urge you to find some compassion for yourself in that truth. You never had a choice. But here's the thing. Today, you do. So here are your next steps if you choose to take them on. Stand in front of a mirror. And with all the love and emotion you can muster, repeat 50 times more if needed. And hell, make it a daily ritual if you have to. I did not have a choice when it came to drinking alcohol. I did not have a choice when it came to drinking alcohol. I did not have a choice. But today, I do have a choice. Today, I choose not to drink alcohol. Honor your vow and just for today, your day one. Choose not to drink alcohol today. Thanks for listening. Uh, Why do I start with choice? Well, I mean, I said it there in the piece, right? We can give ourselves a really hard time. We can pour shame and scorn on ourselves when we realize that we've lost control. And that alcohol is in the driving seat. How could this have happened? And we really beat ourselves up. We believe that there's something wrong with us. We get filled with self-doubt, self-loathing, the incapabilities of this human being we call self. When in truth, I want you to know that from the very moment that you were born, an invisible violent and dominant belief system that I call alcoholism is designed to turn you into an alcohol addict, because alcohol is a drug. And one of the goals of a drug is to get you hooked, is to get you addicted. And we live in a society that promulgates and pushes alcohol as being one of the most amazing, incredible experiences you'll ever have. This rite of passage from childhood to adulthood is so important. You... Wish your Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday away for your Friday, Saturday, and Sunday just so you can kick back and drink alcohol. It's a major part of our life. Why would you not want to get involved in it? Why would you not want to drink it? There is, for many of us, a non existent social system without alcohol until we can open our eyes or be vulnerable enough to create our own. So it's huge. And it's so easy for resistance to shine up, for the parts of you to shine up and say, hey, you are useless. You are pathetic. You are ridiculous. How did you lose control? To get you to drink alcohol again, to get you to fit in. This isn't a choice. It is not a choice. And in that lies some compassion. In that lies some empathy. In that lies some support for yourself to say, hey, hey, I'm a victim here. And then when you recognize that you're a victim, but you recognize you're in the drama triangle, you recognize the system and not alcohol as the villain. Now you can take the necessary steps to get out of that drama into presence, elevate above the line into self energy, your soul, the very part of you who is creative, compassionate, conscious, clear minded, communicative the very part of you that is the essence of love. Choice is also important, not only to recognize that you didn't have a choice when you drank alcohol, but to recognize that you have a choice today, is to realize and to take 100% responsibility for your decision to drink. Yeah, it's very complicated. Yes, addiction is complicated. Yes, it's not easy to just say, I'm not going to drink. It's potentially one of the most difficult, challenging things in the world. But that doesn't mean that at some level we have a choice to do something different. The people who come to strive, the people who come to strive, if I was to put them on a desert island for 30 days with no access to alcohol, they would not have a problem. There would, no, there would be no DTs. There would be no life-threatening emergency situations. There would be no need to go to the doctor or the hospital. Now there are people whose dependence on alcohol puts them into that bracket and they have to have more care. They have to be taken care of in a different way and guided and helped and healed differently. But at Strive, the community that we build, the people that listen to this podcast, the people who turn up at my doorstep saying, can you help me out? These are people who know that they can do this. These are women that have gone nine months for a pregnancy without touching a drop. These are are people who, when the chips are down, they've gone through long periods of time without drinking alcohol. And let's not forget the first 11, 12, 13 years of your life when you never touch a drop of it anyway, right? So I say, recognize that you have a choice today and take 100% responsibility for that choice and say, I am going to do something about it, okay? Really, really, really crucial uh, part of the puzzle. There on day one in the Strive Method, control alcohol in 30 days so it doesn't control you for the next 30 years. Go read the book, get it on Amazon, go to www, actually don't go to Amazon, go to um, www.thestrivemethod.com. And when you buy the book on the website, you'll get access to $915 worth of free gifts, including access to our book club. So every month I get on, I read uh, a chapter like this, and we have a conversation about that topic. I can help ask you, answer questions, I can give you on the spot coaching. Okay. So please go out and buy the book. Um, Don't just buy it for yourself as well, it's cheap as chips buy a couple of copies, go to your library, leave one there, go to your local coffee shop, leave one there where people hang out, leave them there, gift them to somebody who you think could help. And if you do read it and you really like it and you think that it really helped you, please go to Amazon and write uh, a review. That'd be really great. Okay. That really, really help. And if you listen to this podcast, uh, do the same thing, go to your podcast player and rate and review it and tell somebody about it. I'd really appreciate it. Okay. Now, beyond the book, The Strive Method, Control Alcohol in 30 Days, we have The Strive Method, our six-month workshop. To access that, you need to become a Strive subscriber, join a little family, uh, go to www.thestrivemethod.com uh, .com to sign up for that. And you'll also find a link there to have a coaching call, uh, not a coaching call, have a choose yourself call to get on the phone with me for 20 minutes to see if I can work with you on a one-to-one basis, either to help you overcome alcohol addiction or in any other capacity as a life coach that I can support you. Okay. Much love, everybody. I hope you enjoyed that. Email me at the strive method at gmail.com to tell me what you think. Much love. And I'll see you next time.